436 episode evolutionary.org podcast. Steve Smee here and a rigster, Ricky V Rock, chiming in. Hey, what's up, Steve? What's up, guys? How's everybody doing out there? So our even episodes are compound episodes. We like to do some special things here and there as well in the compound episodes. The odd numbers are the Q&As. So in this episode, Rick came up with the idea to talk about mental health. Um, we've only had one podcast where we touched on mental health before. It's very important to talk about this because, you know, I, I'm going to give you my reasons and then Rick, you can give your reasons. But I think when it comes to fitness, if you're not in a good mental state, you're not going to be able to achieve your goals. We see this all the time with professional athletes. How many times you see a professional athlete, they have all the talent in the world, all the opportunity in the world, you know, million dollar contracts but they just fall off a cliff or they just can't do it. You know, they struggle and, and then you'll hear stories about them having to take time off because of mental issues going on and it ruins their career. It ruins millions of dollars of, um, of money ruins their contracts. So in fitness, you know, you're a normal guy listening to this mental issues and dealing with mental health and stuff. If you're just a gym rat and you go to the gym three, four or five times a week, like most of you listening to this do, and you don't have your mental health on point, you're not going to get the results that you expect. So it's very important. You know, we talk about this and um, Rick, you know, give us your thoughts on, on the reasons uh, why this is so important. Mental health is number one. I mean, you, you think, therefore you are, right? So your human experience, your experience through the world is, is more important than, than how you look and how much money you have or whatever. We've all known people that are happy with a little and people that are miserable with a lot. And we know people that are beautiful, great shape and are depressed. And we know people that maybe aren't so beautiful on the outside, but feel pretty happy on the inside. And, and so the first thing I would think with mental health is, and it's very hard, is trying to assess your own mental health and getting help. It's very hard to see your own issues sometimes, especially when it comes to, to mental health, because your brain can even change what you see in the mirror. You can, you can look at your reflection in the mirror and see something different depending on how you feel that day. And so your mental state can change your perception. It can change the way you see and absorb reality. So you need to really know yourself first and, and always assess your mental health. Always be aware that you might be seeing reality in a distorted way. Always be aware that the reality is only your interpretation of it. And constantly assess yourself and, and the relationships around you. That's one of, the, it's one of the best ways that you can tell and you can begin assessing your own mental health, mental state is, is look at the relationships with the people around you and how 
those are going. And depending on that, you can begin to, to see where, where you are as far as your mental capacity and, and your ability to understand the world and understand reality as it really is. We touched on the podcast on it a lot. We talk a lot about yoga and meditation. And meditation is a great tool, a great way to kind of to, to kind of detach yourself from, from your ego a little bit. And, and it allows you to see reality in a much clearer. And there will always be a fog on reality. You know, five people can all synchronize to, to see and experience the same way, even if a, another set of five people would have seen or felt the experience in a different way. There, it's just the way it goes. So you need to constantly be assessing how close you are to what's really going on in reality. And that sounds kind of just, just broad. So I'm going to get a little bit more, more specific. Um, you might think you're, you're a great dude, great guy, great gal, no problems. But for some reason, you don't, you don't talk to your family or your, your parents don't like you or your sisters or brothers don't like you or you don't get along with anybody at work. Uh, and you might think like, hey, I'm the fucking man, but people at work are just assholes. My family ain't shit, you know, things like that. And look, sometimes people at work out are assholes. Sometimes people are born into families that just ain't shit. This does happen. But is that everybody else's experience with the people at work? Is that everybody else's experience with your family? Is that a consistent across the board experience with the people around you, or are you maybe the one or two oddballs that has an issue with some family members that maybe are beloved at their workplace, in their neighborhood, in their community, within the family? You know, just uh, just don't be afraid of challenging yourself and thinking that maybe the way you see the world is wrong and looking for alternate ways to understand and see the world and and trying to step outside of yourself and, and watching your, your human experience through this life, seeing it and trying to never be afraid of maybe, of maybe starting off a journey like this in your mind saying, you know, I could just be bullshitting myself about what's really going on here. Let me step outside of myself, stop being defensive with myself, it's me alone in my brain. And maybe look at what's been happening in my life and see if maybe I've been a fucking asshole at times. And I've been, been not the easiest person to get along with or not the, the best or most well-intentioned person I can be. Really kind of like, don't be afraid to do that. You know, it's real easy when other people challenge you to, to come up with justifications for behavior, why you are like this, why why. Is your behavior bothering other people? And why it's okay for you to continue to behave that way? It's real easy to do that as a knee-jerk defensive mechanism, but you always need to kind of sit down and ask yourself, like, am I just being a fucking asshole? Am I just being unreasonable? Is this really, you know, really always be constantly 
assessing yourself, your decisions, and your experience through life. Take the blinders off a little bit. You know, just remove the blinders where you're just focused going forward and you're not really understanding the human experience and understand, really understanding how other people are truly perceiving you and how much of that is reality and how much of that is not. And obviously, you might be okay with a bunch of people. You might be okay. Maybe it, it serves your purpose in life to have a bunch of people dislike you. Look, there, there's some, there's some uh, uh, fighters, right? Fighters, just to use an example, that, that want people to dislike them a bit because it sells tickets when people want to come to maybe see them lose this time. And so they, they build on that. And their goal is selling more tickets. So if I can get some people that wouldn't have seen the fight because they didn't care, but now they dislike me. So now they want to see the fight to, to enjoy every time I get hit. Well, then maybe that's your intention and, and you're doing that on purpose and you're assessing that. But maybe what if people just dislike you or you have problems with people and you're not really trying to? It's not really your intention. It's not really the outcome that you want, how you want things to work out. But you somehow keep telling yourself that it's everybody else and not you. And obviously, you could you could go through your whole life being a lone wolf, not having too many close friends and having a lot of people dislike you and still live a, a full life, full happy life, really. I, so there's a, a, a show I've gotten into recently called Life Below Zero, Life Below Zero. And it's like a documentary style show, story of people that live in Alaska in the wilderness, very lonely places. And I see some folks there that are extremely happy living by themselves without neighbors, without a mate, without gym partners, living by themselves in the wilderness. Just, just alone. Extreme isolation and they love it. So you really got to assess and, and see what issues in your life are bringing you pain, what issues in your life are bringing you pleasure, happiness. And the issues in your life that are bringing you pain, you need to kind of really be, really step outside of yourself. Don't be afraid to look at yourself from a perspective on the outside and see if you're just being a fucking asshole. And then modify and see what, what triggers, what, what things happen in your life, what you can do better to stop being a fucking asshole. So I guess this big, this first long spiel um, that we're talking today about mental health is anyone listening to this at the first, very first start of the show would say, I'm, I'm fine. Fuck this. I'm fine. Well, maybe I, I want you to, maybe just for, for the next couple of hours after the show, just accept and say, look, maybe I'm not fine. Let me reassess everything. Let me see how, my behavior or the way I communicate with others is making me look to them, to their eyes. And then also let me assess if, if, if that's my goal, if that's the intended goal, or maybe it's not the intended goal, but I'm just accepting it out of some internal pride. Let, let me explain. Maybe I want to get along with these people, with these folks, with these, I like to get along with them, but I'm really not. I, we don't, we're not seeing eye to eye. So 
right there, you got you have a very good opportunity to assess yourself because your behavior is it's not giving you the result that you're looking for. And you need to really step outside of yourself and see it. Look, I think everybody listening to this at some point has said something and done something that they felt really bad for later and came and apologized. That was a moment of, of extreme self-assessment. You did something, maybe it was a spur of the moment. Shit, maybe you did something to someone for a whole month or two. Maybe you had to come back and apologize. Not the moment you were doing it, you were thinking this is the right course of action. This is the right thing to do. But now, months later, you look back and you're like, fuck, that wasn't cool. Well, if you don't wait months until things have gone to shit, until you have to feel guilty, but you are constantly, without maybe having major issues with anyone, you constantly, at the end of the day for an hour, just reassess your behavior and reality in a much clearer. And there will always be a fog on reality. You know, five people can all synchronize to, to see and experience the same way, even if a, a, another set of five people would have seen or felt the experience in a different way. There, it's just the way it goes. So you need to constantly be assessing how close you are to what's really going on in reality. And that sounds kind of just, just broad, so I'm going to get a little bit more, more specific. Um, you might think you're, you're a great dude, great guy, great gal, no problems, but for some reason you don't, you don't talk to your family or your, your parents don't like you or your sisters or brothers don't like you or you don't get along with anybody at work. Uh, and you might think like, hey, I'm the fucking man, but people at work are just assholes. My family ain't shit, you know, things like that. And look, sometimes people at work out are assholes. Sometimes people are born into families that just ain't shit. This does happen. But is that everybody else's experience with the people at work? Is that everybody else's experience with your family? Is that a consistent across the board experience with the people around you or are you maybe the one or two oddballs that has an issue with some family members that maybe are beloved at their workplace in their neighborhood in their community within the family you know just uh just don't be afraid of challenging yourself and thinking that maybe the way you see the world is wrong and looking for alternate ways to understand and see the world and and trying to step outside of yourself and, and watching your, your human experience through this life, seeing it and trying to never be afraid of maybe, of maybe starting off a journey like this in your mind saying, you know, I could just be bullshitting myself about what's really going on here. Let me step outside of myself. Stop being defensive with myself, it's me alone in my brain. And maybe look at what's been happening in my life and see if maybe I've been a fucking asshole at times. And I've been, been not the easiest person to get along with or not the, the best or most well-intentioned person I can be. Really kind of like, don't be afraid to do that. 
You know, it's real easy when other people challenge you to, to come up with justifications for behavior, why you are like this, why, why is your behavior bothering other people and why it's okay for you to continue to behave that way. It's real easy to do that as a knee-jerk defensive mechanism, but you always need to kind of sit down and ask yourself, like, am I just being a fucking asshole? Am I just being unreasonable? Is this really, you know, really always be constantly assessing yourself, your decisions, and your experience through life. Take the blinders off a little bit. You know, just remove the blinders where you're just focused going forward and you're not really understanding the human experience and understand, really understanding how other people are truly perceiving you and how much of that is reality and how much of that is not. And obviously, you might be okay with a bunch of people. You might be okay. Maybe it, it serves your purpose in life to have a bunch of people dislike you. Look, there, there's some, there's some uh, uh, fighters, right? Fighters, just to use an example, that, that want people to dislike them a bit because it sells tickets when people want to come to maybe see them lose this time. And so they, they build on that. And their goal is selling more tickets. So if I can get some people that wouldn't have seen the fight because they didn't care, but now they dislike me. So now they want to see the fight to, to enjoy every time I get hit. Well, then maybe that's your intention and, and you're doing that on purpose and you're assessing that. But maybe what if people just dislike you or you have problems with people and you're not really trying to? It's not really your intention. It's not really the outcome that you want, how you want things to work out, but you somehow keep telling yourself that it's everybody else and not you. And obviously you could, you could go through your whole life being a lone wolf, not having too many close friends and having a lot of people dislike you and still live a, a full life, full, happy life. Really? I'm, so there's a, a, a show I've gotten into recently called Life Below Zero, Life Below Zero. And it's like a documentary style show, story of people that live in Alaska in the wilderness, very lonely places. And I see some folks there that are extremely happy living by themselves without neighbors, without a mate, without gym partners, living by themselves in the wilderness. Just, just alone, extreme isolation and they love it. So you really gotta assess and, and see what issues in your life are bringing you pain? What issues in your life are bringing you pleasure, happiness? And the issues in your life that are bringing you pain, you need to kind of really be, really step outside of yourself. Don't be afraid to look at yourself from a perspective on the outside and see if you're just being a fucking asshole. And then modify and see what, what triggers, what, what things happen in your life would you can do better to stop being a fucking asshole. So I guess this big, this first long spiel um, we're talking today about mental health is anyone listening to this at the first, very first start of the show would say, I'm, I'm fine. The fuck this? I'm fine. Well, maybe I, I want you to maybe just for, for the next couple of hours after the show, just accept and say, look, maybe I'm not fine. Let me reassess everything. Let me see how my behavior or the way I communicate with others is 
making me look to them through their eyes. And then also let me assess if, if, if that's my goal, if that's the intended goal, or maybe it's not the intended goal, but I'm just accepting it out of some internal pride. Let, let me explain. Maybe I want to get along with these people, with these folks, with these. I like to get along with them, but I'm really not. I, we don't, we're not seen eye to eye. So right there, you, got, you have a very good opportunity to assess yourself because your behavior is it's not giving you the result that you're looking for. And you need to really step outside of yourself and see it. Look, I think everybody listening to this at some point has said something and done something that they felt really bad for later and came and apologized. That was a moment of, of extreme self-assessment. You did something. Maybe it was a spur of the moment. Shit, maybe you did something to someone for a whole month or two. Maybe you had to come back and apologize. Not the moment you were doing it, you were thinking this is the right course of action. This is the right thing to do. But now, months later, you look back and you're like, fuck, that wasn't cool. Well, if you don't wait months until things have gone to shit, until you have to feel guilty, but you are constantly without maybe having major issues with anyone, you constantly, at the end of the day for an hour, just reassess your behavior and, and what you're doing. Maybe at the end of the week for a couple hours. Meditation, yoga, both help. Um, YouTube, mindfulness, meditation. Mindfulness is one of the easiest and best ways to meditate. And it allows you to, kind of step outside of yourself, not be afraid to look at yourself from the outside and, and judge yourself. And that's the first part of this, of this little topic today. Just wanted to, wanted to get into your head that how's, the, how to, how's that uh, ancient saying goes, a, a life not worth analyzing is a life not worth living. If you, if your life is not worth you analyzing it to, to the, to the detail, every decision, every course that's taken, every bump on the road, every opportunity missed or, or that you took advantage of, everything. Really step outside of yourself, look, look in and, and look at it. It would, you know, is it really, what is it? So just want everybody to get, get out, get everybody out there. And, and look, one thing that's going to make this, it's going to make it easier for you to look from the outside looking in meditation it'll it'll help quiet some of that noise some of that background noise in your head that keeps the blinders on some of that background noise in your head keep keeps the blinders on and keeps you kind of tunnel vision where you need to kind of like it's it's all right to keep the to put the blinders on and tunnel vision towards your goals but Every few steps, you got to just kind of stop for a minute, take the blinders off, look around, look at the goal, look at the climate, look at the road behind, and then maybe reassess or maybe make small tweaks in your direction, put the blinders back on, and then take several more steps. That's okay to do. So and this is very important. What I'm talking about right now is your relationship with others with those around you, your 
relationships with people at work, your relationships with your children, your relationships with your parents, with your brothers, with your sisters, with your boss, with your customers, your relationship with people on the team, your relationship with people at the gym. Assess it, see where it's at. You know, are, are, are all of your interactions with other humans uh, leading towards your intended goal? Or are your interactions with other humans going to a place you don't want them to go and you just kind of accept it and say, fuck it. Fuck it, that guy's wrong. I am who I am, that kind of stuff. So that's just, a, I think we, we all need to do that. We only, I mean, shit, at least, at least once a month. Fuck, if you only do it one or two nights out of the year, it's still better than just keeping the blinders on always and just continue to get, get it going. And a, and a good tool to always use is always start off looking at it from the other person's perspective. Before you get defensive, before you get, um, you try to condemn the other person for their behavior, really look at what the fuck you're doing, what you've been up to, and look at it from the other person's perspective. Start off with that before you make any excuses. If you already made an excuse in your head, toss it out and start over fresh and then just see how things looked from the other person's perspective. It's so easy to put the blinders on and know what the fuck you're doing. Any of us that are 35, 40, we can look back at a full year or two where we just weren't fucking doing the right things. We're just fucking everything up for maybe a year or two. Fucking everything up within scale and context, you know? For some people, fucking everything up could have been just being deep on drugs. For other people, fucking everything up could have been maybe not being as attentive to their to their own business or their job or whatever, you know, it's not fully rock bottom, but for you, for your goals and the high standard you've set for yourself, you weren't living up to it. You know, it's, it's each human experience is different and there are no, maybe no one really has bigger problems than anyone else. They're the size they need to be for the person who has them. Right. So if we can all look back, in our lifetime, at a couple of years, maybe, or a full year, where we're like, oh, man, fuck that year. That was a waste of time. Or I did something that had negative effects. Well, if you could have done that, what's, why couldn't it be happening right now at a different level? You know, if you fucked up for a year or two out of your life, and it took you maybe a decade to look back on it and say, oh, man, I was fucking dumb. That was stupid. Well, how do you know that you're not right now neck deep in a year that you will regret later? See, if you don't have to wait a decade to look back, but you're constantly looking around, every few steps you stop and look around, like, what the fuck am I doing? What is going on? This is not going well. That relationship is going to shit. This thing is not, is not the best it could be. This is going really well. What am I doing right there? That, that, and how can I replicate that same result to other phases of life? It, look, at the end of the day, really, you'd really want to become really 
Jedi master at this shit and really make sure that no interactions with other humans are not already in your head a little bit scripted and a little bit planned so that you can make sure to establish the kind of relationship you want with each person. It's really only when you have these conversations, interactions that you're not fully planned and, and aren't disciplined to get the full result out of, and you're just letting things happen between you and another person that you might look back at it with regret. But if you know, if you understand, hey, this is what I like to achieve with this person, this is what I like to achieve with that other person, and you make sure that every interaction that you're that you're with them, you don't just let just you don't keep the blinders on and just let you know bullshit take over, but you're really planning what you want. And if you hear something that bothers you, you don't react by making the issue worse. You you pacify the situation. And really it's it's you want to kind of measure your human interactions a bit. And that's not being fake, that's being the best version of yourself that you can be so that you don't need to look back years later and say, oh, fuck. How many, how many guys try to get their girl back or the woman back after having been divorced or separated for a long time? I'm sure if she was 100% at fault, you wouldn't be trying to get her back, would you? But since you realized you were at, at some fault, that's why you're trying so hard, maybe, right? Or you tried hard, right? Well, what the fuck were you thinking during the time that you were messing up that relationship when you had the chance, when everything was fresh and clean? Well, well, obviously, right? You were not in the right frame of mind. If you were, then you wouldn't be looking back at that now as a mistake, right? That's why you need to always stop, take the blinders off, look around, assess yourself, look from the outside in, Maybe you don't need to ever be that vulnerable with anybody else and tell anybody else ever about all these mistakes that you are noticing in yourself. But you have to at least be real with yourself. If you can't like lock the door in your room and, and, and have a serious conversation by yourself with yourself, no holds barred, like really like, dude, you're fucking crazy. What the fuck are you doing? And then maybe when you step outside of that room, you'll never be that open and vulnerable with another human being. I mean, that, that could, that's okay. That's fine. As long as you're able to be that honest and truthful with yourself. And honesty and truthfulness with yourself is the most important thing you can have. It's part of really knowing yourself is being honest with yourself about yourself. And that'd be like, again, this very first part of the, of the conversation, this first spiel is that's just a way for you to begin to even open up and realize maybe you do need to work some things out. Maybe you do need help. Um, I, I always bring all these conversations back to personal experience and, and things I've seen of those around me and people I followed with and consultation clients and, and everything. And I've been to therapy. I've been to a psychologist, been to a psychiatrist for treatment for my attention deficit hyperactivity disorder. Um, and the way I use 
my therapist as a psychiatrist, well, not so much psychiatrist, I should say my therapist as a psychologist, the way I use a psychologist is whenever I have something in my life that's not going right, a specific theme that's kind of fucking things up, I don't go in there hoping, you know, just talking about myself, ranting about myself for hours. I go in there very specifically saying, hey, all these other things in my life might be pretty good, but there's this one thing that I'm having an issue with. I'm having this, this one problem. I'm having trouble communicating with one of my children. I'm having an issue uh, letting go of a bad relationship that I know is bad. I've, the assessment's been done, but it's I'm caught in a, in a loop there. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm having issues with this. I'm, I had this downfall in, in business and it's it's taking me a long time to get excited again about, you know, you know, just these fucking things that sometimes just happen. You, you go, you know, I go in there specifically looking for tools and answers to help me build the, the mental psychological constructs, the, 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 the ideas that I need in my head to enable to help me get to the next step. And I've been to probably half a dozen of them by now. And I always just come in for for a couple of months. Usually I get through what I need to get through four to eight sessions. If they want much more than that, then it's not something I'm going to participate in. So it's like some some therapists just want to get paid. They want a long long list of clients. Uh, So... But it's always good if you go in there, you open up. Uh, what's good about talking to therapists is that they're not there to judge you. They're not, and they're not your friends. You don't see them socially. They can't talk to anybody about any of the stuff you, you're discussing with them. And you actually get another human being that's not in your family, it's not in your social circle, that you can tell all of your deepest and darkest secrets and emotions, and they're not there to judge you. doesn't matter how bad what you say is he's heard way worse well he should have at least if you get someone with enough experience and so it's a good way to get to another human that's certified studied and skilled on the human brain the 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 human experience and pick up very specific tools if you kind of go in there like i don't know i'm kind of sad why i don't know you got to do a little bit of the legwork first. Otherwise, you, you could be going for months, years, and never make any breakthroughs, never fucking do shit. But if you identify the things that are not working well, that are kind of fucked up, you come in there. Maybe during therapy, you'll find that your pro- the problem you thought you had is not the real problem. Or maybe during therapy, you'll figure out how you need to Look at the at the world so that what you're looking at changes. That was a, a Ray Longo. That's a quote from Ray Longo. He says, just change the way you see things and what you're looking at will change. Change the way you look at things and then what you're looking at will change. Um, so I don't know. That was just a first, a first spiel uh, uh, just to kind of uh, get guys started on this. What do you, uh, what do you have, Steve? What do, what do you think about? Yeah, so we were preparing for the show. I thought of, um, you know, some some tips to give you guys. Um, one of the big the big issues, you know, and um, you know, I've went through this as well. I've always been 
a positive person and you ever have conversations with people and you know your neighbor or something and right away they're bitching about something like they're it's like they're coming to you for therapy they want you to be their therapist they're bitching about something and sometimes when you you ever notice like you'll be talking to someone you'll kind of do the same thing you'll be bitching about this bitching about that and but that specific person you talk to them like that but not another person and it could be even with your uh, parent it could be you talk to your father in a positive light you talk to your mother and you're bitching to her about you know this or that and i think that's always fascinating to notice that when it comes to you know when it comes to psychology that you bring up rick and you know you go to a therapist and you know you can go to a therapist and you could just bitch bitch about stuff for an hour if you go to a therapist and be positive for an hour and the, the therapist listens to you and and whatnot so i think at the end of the day um it's very important to no matter what your situation is uh, to not go into that rabbit hole the rabbit hole of depression the rabbit hole of thinking that nothing's going right in my life you have to find things that you're you're grateful for and i think it's important exercise first thing in the morning, the first thing you do in the morning is just go over five things, you know, you're grateful for. And then before you go to bed, five things you're grateful for too. Um, you know, some people do, you know, they do prayer before bed, you know, uh, remember the, the show Lassie? Um, I don't know, Rick, you don't watch TV, but it used to be a show uh, called Lassie about a dog. And, you know, the boy, you know, he had a dog on a farm, whatever. It was like from the 30s or 40s or 50s and old show. But I used to watch the reruns as a kid. And, you know, before bed, the kid would go, you know, and, and, and he'd go and pray on the bed. And he'd pray and, and about this, about that, about his family and all this stuff and how grateful he was. And he was just some poor farm kid. And, um, you know, you don't have to have any particular religion or be religious or it doesn't matter. You can be spiritual, you can be religious, you can believe in this religion or that religion, but it's very important to, you know, not worry about like, you don't have to pray to some, something out there, but it's very important to just, you know, be grateful for what you have and, and ask the, you know, ask the earth, Hey, you know, please, you want to attract good things in your life. And it's one of those things where, um, you know, we talked about clairvoyance before on the podcast and dreaming things. Have you ever dreamt something and it's happened? Well, that's not an accident. I mean, that you dreamt it and it happened. That's, that's basically you throwing out an image of what you want and it, and it comes to you. So really, really important to just be blessed. Now you can be in a relationship and with the person you're with and you can be like, you know what, this person is and just bitch about the person. This person is that this person is that, or you can sit there and like, be like, wow, you know, these are things about this person that are really, really good. You know, so you can have different perspectives and about that person. I think it's very important to even share it, especially if you're in, in a uh, straight relationship as a male with a female, or if you're in a gay relationship, with a female, you know, female, female relationship. Um, we see a lot of lesbian couples, the divorce rate among lesbian couples is extremely high because they will say something to the, the other person in a negative light. And that person will never forgive them for that. So 
it's very important to vocalize things with, with women. So instead of bitching to your girlfriend or your wife, you should tell them, Hey, I'm really grateful that you this or you that just tell them that, you know, every now and then that's very, very important just to put out that positive energy. So one of the things you can do right away to improve your life, no matter if your life is good, if your life sucks right now, if you're not happy with your job, if you're not happy with the way your body looks, if you're not happy with all this, we're all not happy with our body looks. We always want to improve our body. So it's very important to just look at your body in the mirror and be like, you know what? I'm very grateful. First of all, I'm very grateful that I have two legs and two arms. Start there because a lot of people don't. I, I've been to road races before where people were missing a limb. And they were running a 5K, a 10K, a half marathon with one limb they were running, you know? And you've got two limbs and you're bitching about, oh, I'm, I got some pudge on, on my stomach. You're going to really? So instead of being negative and say, oh, I have pudge on my stomach, be positive. Be like, hey, I have two legs. Why don't I go out there and do, do a run, you know, and take advantage of that? So it's very important to, to do that. And and not be so, so negative with people. And I have, you know, people on the forums, they come on and right away, you can tell their negative energy right away. And it's just like, damn, you know, I don't think this person is going to reach their fitness goals at all. They're just too fucking bitter and negative. And you can't be like that. You have to be positive. So it's very, very important to put out that positive energy and good things will come to you. It's, it's a magnet. It's energy. It's, Everything's a magnet. You can either put out bad energy and get bad things happening to you, or you can put out good energy and have good things happen to you. All these, all these billionaires, look at Elon Musk. Look at him. He's, you know, um, I mean, he's an asshole sometimes on Twitter. He likes to, to be an asshole, but I mean, I, that's obviously part of marketing, but he's a very positive person. Go watch the, the Tesla videos when they put out a new model. He's so excited. He's happy. He's smiling. He's just so like, this is the best thing ever, blah, blah, blah. And he's successful. He's on pace to become the richest man in the world. This is an evergreen podcast. At some point, he will be the richest man in the world. Same thing with Jeff Bezos, Amazon CEO. He's the, currently the richest man in the world. He's probably going to end up being second. <laughs> to And then athletes, look at Tom Brady. I mean, you think it's an accident? Tom Brady wins and wins and wins. Or are these coaches that continuously win year in and year out? And then other players can't win shit and other coaches can't win shit because they're so negative and bitter. So it's not an accident, guys. It's, it's really, you put out good energy, good things will happen. So try that. What else you got, Rick? Try, try to tie into fitness a little bit. I, what um, are some tips of fitness? I, uh, um, well, we're talking about mental fitness today and you brought something up that's extremely important and i want to add to it because it's is very very important the antidote to depression uh anxiety the antidote to most sadness is gratefulness like just be thankful every step of the way so so this kind of gives me my final and i'll let you finish up the show as well but my final thoughts are guys you gotta eliminate negative people out of your life so I agree. I agree with what Rick did. I agree. You know, you just have to, for your own sanity, you have to get rid of negative people because you can't have negative people around you. They're just going to bring you down. 
And I don't mean that like a surface level bring you down. I'm talking about like, there's no reason to be around negative, negative types of people. Like if we did this podcast and Rick came on and just bitched and was bitter and was talking about how, you know, the younger generation are idiot. You see this on forums. You see this with like, like older boomers on forums. They like come on and they, they, they say stuff like that, like negative shit, negative, negative, nonstop negativity. And I'd be like, look, Rick, I can't, I can't work with you. You know, if this is the way it's going to be, if you're going to be negative every fucking podcast, but Rick is 90, 95% of the time positive, And I think I'm as well, I'm at least 98% positive, you know, when we do these podcasts, so it works good, but I can't be around a negative person. And, you know, I've always told Rick, look, like, Rick, I have to eliminate negative people out of my life. Like even on the forums, like if someone's negative, I just, I put them on block. I, I put them on ignore. Same thing on social so you media. Still, you, you still mad at Nelson? Uh, Mr. Nelson Montana, you still mad at him? <laughs> <laughs> social media is a big one. Like you guys have to just like stay off of social media because it's all negative people. And that's one of the things as well. Like you can really change your life just staying off social media. Now, some people have to use social media. Rick, you have to use social media for your business. You have to be on social media, but keep it business. Don't keep it, you know, don't get into personal stuff on, on, uh, on social media. So you want to keep things at a business perspective only. If you got to run a business, you run a person. I mean, not that, you know, like, you know, some of these social media sites are dying out anyway. It's all, I mean, they're, they're going to be, it's like MySpace. <laughs> they're going to be dead another 10, you know, five, 10 years anyway. But at the end of the day, like, it's so important just to like ignore. I actually have on my browser, I instant, I put something that will block comments. So I don't have to read comments. Like if I'm going and watching a YouTube video or if I'm going on social media, whatever, Twitter, whatever, I can't see anyone's comments. So although I need social media to give me information sometimes, I need YouTube to show me videos and how to do things, you know. I don't need to read the negativity. So that's that's why I cut off the negativity and um, and I go from there. So that's, that's very important. And, um, just to keep a positive, just positive people in your life. If you're, you know, you got family members who are negative, you got your spouse that's negative. You really, unfortunately, you have to sometimes just break it off with them and, and don't talk to them anymore. That's just the, the way it is. And it will lead to a lot more success in your life. If you're able to just, you know, just ignore these people. Um, there's no reason for you to have negativity in your life. Look, uh, human beings, Throughout history, you talked earlier, Rick, about being, you know, isolating yourself in Alaska and all this stuff. Most people, uh, well, a high percentage of people in Alaska are very depressed. A lot of that has to do with the climate. A lot of it has to do with the, the way the sunrise and sunset. You have really long nights during the winter and really long days during the summer where you can't sleep. And then, of course, the climate, you know, we're not supposed to live at a high altitude in, in, in cold conditions where we evolved out of the jungles of Africa, we belong in a, uh, um, uh, that type of climate. So people who live in, in more Mediterranean climates today are much more happier, like than people who live in, in crappy climates, either extremely hot climate or extremely cold climate or high altitudes up in the air where you don't get oxygen in your brain. So, you know, we talked about isolating, as human beings, we're social, we're social creatures. It's very important to have a close knit 
social structure in your life, very close friends, very close family members. But in no way, shape or form do we need to have, you know, dozens and hundreds of friends, you know, so that's completely not necessary. So I'm going to bring in Rick to finish out the show, and he's going to talk a little bit about drug addiction. Uh, Rick, floor is yours. Finish out the show. So uh, we couldn't do a, a show about the, your mental state without discussing drug addiction or just addictions in general. I'm going to mainly be talking about drugs, but addictions in general. Uh, you're naturally, all organisms are naturally made born is addicts basically, but you're an addict to the chemicals that your brain makes. Everything from serotonin, dopamine, oxytocin, endorphins, prolactin, adrenaline, all these things affect the way your brain feels. And the way that evolution has geared us for survival of, of the individual and the species is you get a, a good, a feel good hormone cocktail Every time you do something that you should be doing. So, for example, uh, hunters, when they hunt, they get excited about the kill. Animals, dogs, wolf, a wolf pack. When they bring down a big, a big kill, they, they celebrate. It's exciting to them. Uh, when you're making love to a, a beautiful woman that you want to procreate with. When you get rid of waste. Even sometimes it's pleasure in, in going to, to the bathroom when you were waiting to go for a while. It's actually at the very moment when it's happening, it, it, there's just a, a, a sense of relief. All of these uh, things, you know, eating great foods. Um, look, for, for the longest time, sugar was meant to kind of get you high because sugar wasn't readily available everywhere. You'd have to go through the, the pain of getting stung by some bees or, or finding a way to get the bees to, to leave maybe with smoke and then you could steal their honey or only on certain times of the year in certain places, certain trees, the fruit was so ripe. You could eat it. The sugars coming out of that, out of that fruit will give you a high nowadays. Um, you know, everybody is addicted to sugar. So you don't get the high anymore. Just get hunger pains when you don't have the sugar, but your brain is supposed to and it's geared that way give you all these pleasures all these great emotions whenever you achieve something in our modern world make some money put some money in the bank you buy yourself some trinket that you feel good about or a ring a watch a, a, a new pair of shoes whatever it's all feel good hormones you have a, a beautiful woman that you are in love with and you have you have kids that you when you hug close to you to your chest your babies you you feel the, the, this, this sense of feel good, of happiness, of emotions. Your, this is your brain feeding chemicals into its own receptors to reward you for behaviors that are going to lengthen your personal life and also keep the species going. Drugs hijack that system. Drugs and addictions give you some of these feelings some some of these same chemistry chemical feelings without you having to do shit or maybe you doing something that's hurting you so for example uh, uh you could be sitting in a you know, you know whatever your dream card is 
Ferrari, Maserati, whatever, whatever, whatever you like. You can be sitting in that car that you bought yourself with your money, your business, your success. Sitting next to a gorgeous woman, that Instagram model that you that you look at every day. You sitting at that light, feeling good about yourself, about where life is right now. Then on the corner there, there might be a guy who who just stumbling around, who just shot some something into his arms. In that moment, at that light, that guy who's probably defecated on himself and is dirty, smelly, he just got done shooting something into his arms. He's feeling intense pleasure, way more pleasure than you experiencing or you could ever experience owning that business that brought the car that made you into the man that could get that girl. That guy right now walking across the street, you feel sorry for him because he's, it's a, it's a life that's going to waste on the streets and, and drugs. But in that moment, in, if you just take a snapshot, forget about the rest of life. If you take a snapshot of that very moment, that guy stumbling or he's maybe just nodding out on the sidewalk. He's in extreme euphoria. He's feeling extremely euphoric for that moment. Obviously, when the high goes away, he's chasing that feeling again. You, on the other hand, you this has become your new normal. You just have, now this is your kind of new baseline level of feeling good. And the next year, you might have to get a, a, a jet. And now, you know, now just not an Instagram model, maybe a Victoria's Secret model in order to feel better. <laughs> um, same thing that guy, you know, if he's on one or two or three bags of, of dope today, next year, if he's still around, he's probably going to be on six bags of dope. It's drugs, addiction, and every addiction, gambling, sex, porn, uh, all these addictions bring you feel good, that feel good feeling that if you were trying to get it naturally from your body, you'd have to accomplish fuck. You have to accomplish shit. You have to do things. You have to bring yourself to a good state of mind. You have to achieve things. You'd have to make meaningful advances to, to your life in order to get a good, a feel-good feeling, a good euphoric feeling, a good, all of those good things. There's a lot of work to do in between your brain dispersing, giving you a disbursement of feel-good hormones. So several steps and hard things you have to do and, and to continue to do in order to get that. Drugs, on the other hand, They'll bring you to a euphoric feeling to feel great past anything your body could do naturally. And you don't really have to do shit for it. You don't have to do much of anything for it, to be, to be real with you. And that's why it ruins people's lives. Because it's shit, it's dark and it's shitty when those chemicals, when that, those drugs are not in your system to create feel-good feelings. Addicts feel like the worst. And then when they are on the drugs, the feeling is it's the euphoria is bigger and stronger than anything your body could ever make naturally. So then it's starting to, to mess up, to fuck up real life for you. Those real regular things, 
the chemistry your body puts out for those regular things are just no match for what synthetic drugs will do. And that's why people's lives go to shit. And that's why you see people on the street. You just can't understand why. Like, how could you do that? Well, when you get into your nice fancy car, you go into your nice big home and you make love to your beautiful lady. Um, you feel good. You feel great. But take a snapshot of the moment. Those feelings aren't even a tenth, not a hundredth of the feeling that someone gets seconds after hitting a crack pipe or seconds after putting a needle in their arm. The chemistry is just too powerful. Plant chemistry, right? Because we, and I, 